guest with me today to my right is Alex. How are you doing, Mr. A-L-E-X? I'm good. How are you? And I am doing okay. And with me also is uh, Garrett. How are you doing, Garrett? Doing all right. Garrett is... Uh, Garrett, I hear you're in line for uh, Marvel Legacy right now. You're outside? Uh, the weather? Not anywhere close. <laughs> You like, can't. If there was if there was a line for getting shitty coffee rather than standing in line for Marvel Legacy, I'd be in that line. <laughs> First off, this is uh, this is you're supposed to be played up where people don't know you're on the line. Add some excitement to this thing. And also, second off, I thought you were the most excited for Legacy. We'll talk about it later. But uh, let's first start with Dark Horse Comics. Nothing really, but the book actually I was the I was thinking about getting, but I see now that it's a mini eight. Is Rebels, these three independent states, number seven of eight. Good thing I didn't, because remember, remember last or a couple weeks ago, I picked up two books and I said, I'm going to, you know, preach, uh, practice what we preach, and I'm just going to jump in into a couple series. This was going to be one of them with issue six. Didn't realize it was a mini with only eight uh, books. So I would have been uh, getting the last two. So I didn't do that. But I mean, it looks good. And I actually probably will read that when it's all together. That's Brian Wood. He's a good writer. I like him. DC Comics, let's get into it. Action Comics 988, this is the Oz Effect. This is part two of the uh, spoilers, if you haven't heard about it. Jor-El came back from the dead, and he is Mr. Oz, according to the, the first issue. Who knows? But, Garrett, what do you think? I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I read a preview for this issue, and, like, it's trying to point to the fact that it really is Jor-El, like, um, so I don't know. I think that's kind of lame and it, it depends on how this arc ends up after all, because I got to do a lot of groundwork to basically be like, Oh, 75 years to 80 years of this guy and not having a father. But guess what? Here he is 79 years in. So that's, I don't know. I like that. They're going to go back and kind of tell the story, which will be interesting. Cause I like being on Krypton and seeing how things lead to where it is now. But He's some explaining to do, basically. That uh, Nick Bradshaw cover is pretty good. Um, actually, the variant by uh, Hanin Mikel actually doesn't look that great, actually, when we usually are a fan of him. Or I'm usually a fan of him. I don't really think it's that great. Surprising. That looks awful. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Action Comics, you're... Uh, we know Garrett's like 100% invested in Action Comics, but you, is this Oz Effect enough for you? Like, Are you interested in it, issue two? Oh, I'll, I want to. How long is this arc even? Uh, Fifteen issues. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. It's like three or four. I just thought if it's going to be like a two issue thing, I'm like, oh, okay, that's it's. I I want to finish it out, but I I know last week or at least two weeks ago on the show we talked about we don't think Jarrell is going to be the the actual reveal. I don't know. I'm just I could give two shits at Superman's dad. Big whoop de doo. Yeah, I got to see how it plays out. Um, at least until just doing some quick research, at least uh, 990, it's Oz Effect Part 4. It doesn't say the last part. So it's probably five or six issues long. I'm guessing. I think if, I think if the arc is actually six issues long and it's told well, I'm going to enjoy it. As of right now, eh, I, could, I could take it or leave it. Well, it was just like a pilot to a TV show. They put so much anticipation to who the reveal is that when you get there, you're just like, okay, how the fuck do we get to this? So explain it. Uh, speaking of something Alex likes a lot, Batman Beyond number 12, uh, written by Steve Orlando. Uh, no art Skip by, that, girl. 
Oh, I thought you didn't get Batgirl anymore. Me and Alex both do. Oh, you do? Since when? Yeah. You guys never talk about it on the show. Oh, we never talk about it, but we both get it. Oh, really? I always skip it on the forecast because you oh. guys never talk about it. Uh, okay. I'm not caught up on it, so I didn't have anything to say about it. Batgirl issue 15. This is Hope Larson, Chris, Wild Goose, Dan Moore on the cover. Summer of Lies, part two. This is Batwing. Excuse me, Batwing. Batgirl and Nightwing. I guess that's what they're called together. Uh, so how's it been then, Batgirl? I've been like, I like the first part of this Nightwing Barber story. It's pretty cool. It's kind of like flashbacks slash where they're at now slash more flashbacks. It's just fun examining their relationship together. Uh, Alex, how far back are you? Uh, I'm just one behind. And so how I'm do on you like issue it? 14. You like it? And up to it, and, and so far up to 14, I've enjoyed this book. No, it's got that kind of uh, Veronica Mars feel to it. She's—I forget how good of a detective she can be, and just how logical she is. This may be the uh, surprise of 2017. I thought we all did a max exodus when uh, Albuquerque left. It no, just me. I, I I left still... and I left and you guys thought made me think that you guys came with me, but I turned around. And you guys are still back there. No, no, we we let you go. We cut. We locked that door when you left. So. <laughs> Uh, Batman Beyond number 12 we just talked about a second ago uh, Steve Orlando uh, Sayaum no Bernard Chang on the art but he did the cover here uh, special issue by guest team of writers uh, Garrett how's Batman Beyond been going Batman Beyond has been so amazing as a series um, this worries the shit out of me this little one shot issue especially when it's not by the creative team that's been on it the whole time so I'm getting like Trinity fatigue off of it but uh, we'll see. It could be a great issue, but I'm not going to put all my trust into it until I actually read it. So, Batman, the Murder Machine, number one. This is uh, Dark Knight's uh, tie-in, Metal. Uh, Frank Terry, uh, Ricardo Federici, Fabak or Fabak on the cover. That's where he's been. So this is, is this, so this is Batman combined with Cyborg, I'm assuming, right? He's in the machines? Um, I don't know I if I saw that. I read one. the preview. I didn't think Cyborg. I guess it could be. Oh, yeah. It just looks like Batman got mixed up with his Batmobile. No, if you look on top, that's just his vehicle. If you look on top, that's him. Oh, it is. That's the, Cyborg. That is the Cyborg symbol. Yeah. So, uh, you guys looking forward to Batman the Murder Machine? Actually, let me uh, start with this. I'm actually not going to get this because that really doesn't interest me at all. But are you guys going to get it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's it, what what I'm is it about? I'm, I'm, are you just getting all of t- the tie-ins, or is it something about this one that specifically you're interested in? I'm going to get all the tie-ins. I like the idea that they're going off uh, different multiverses and making them um, Batman or like evil Batman. So it's like uh, you know, out of the 52 known universes, we're going to find out some of them that are actually their Batmans get corrupted to be in this event. So I'm excited for that. I think it ties hugely into multiversity, so that's awesome. I think for me, it's just I like the this like last issue. The uh, was it Red Death? I thought yeah. it was amazing. I love that issue of just seeing this. And normally, I like my Batman to be a no killer good guy, but it's kind of fun to see what what Batman could be like if he was mixed with his other team members and just was this murderous bastard of a man. Uh, Batman the Shadow number six. This is Scott Snyder, Steve Orlando, Riley Rossmo on the art. 
This is the final issue of this miniseries. Uh, there is also going to be a sequel, but this is the last one of this. Uh, how's the Batman The Shadow been going? It has been so good. I love this series. Like, I think it's... And again, this is the last issue, so let's see if Scott Snyder can pull it off, but I've enjoyed the first five issues. Um, I, I agree with you to an extent, Garrett, that my actually my concern is this last issue. Um, the art, I think, is amazing. I love oh, Roswell so art, but I really could give... I don't, I don't know. This book, I thought would be balls the wall 10 out of 10 every time i'm kind of like a seven to eight average so 7.5 for this book so it's just been okay for you to me it's just been okay and part of it is that i don't know who the shadow is and i really don't care about the shadow let me ask so. you right now before you read the final issue are you picking up the sequel series no garrett um, depends on who the artist is. I don't think it's Rossmo. So no, we'll it's see. not. It's someone. I, yeah, they announced it, but I forget who it was. I gotta remember what the concept of the sequel series is, because then I might. Because I thought this for, I think this first volume has been incredible. This so. takes place in Gotham, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the sequel takes place in the Shadows, the Shadows universe. It's the opposite. Ah. Uh, uh, Detective Comics nine sixty five, a lonely place of living, part one. This is the story you've demanded. Where in the world is Tim Drake? This is uh, the return of Tim Drake and also Mr. Oz. So if you're getting Action Comics and this, double the Oz this week. Uh, Detective Comics has been surprisingly... Oh, Eddie Burroughs, he's back, baby. James Tenney in the fourth. Here we go. There, This is what he's been working on. He's work, this. I guess we've been hearing about this arc for a while. They've been building to it ever since Tim uh, R.I.P., but not really. He's been uh, hidden away by Mr. Oz. Now, here he comes back, and how does he cope with it? How does Batman cope with it? This is going to be a great issue, I'm assuming. Garrett, you've been pumped for this thing for like three months. Yeah, I'm stoked. I think it's going to be, like, the last couple of arcs of Detective have been great, but I think, like, it works best when it's on its, like, main story, which is, like, where's Tim or, like, Tim's dead. Now it's... Tim's back, and it's the ramifications of Tim being back, how it affects the team. So, mm-hmm. And especially with Eddie Barrows coming back on art, it'll be so good. And I love that variant cover with the rings, basically from Krypton. So it's like <clears throat> kind of confirming that Jor-El is oh, yeah. Mr. Oz. Raphael Albuquerque has been doing those variants, and I actually have a few of them. That one actually looks pretty nice. I might get that one. Uh, Alex, you detective, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm too behind. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't finished the Anarchy um, uh, arc yet, so I'm still I'm excited for this this issue, but I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm excited for Tim to come back. I'm just hoping that it's it's handled well. Like when they when he left, that was one of the best issues I've read in Detective. I'm just hoping that this book, when they bring him back, can can do justice for him. Yeah, you're. I see what you did there. <laughs> It was a very emotional exit, so the entrance back, like his return, has to also be like it has to match that caliber. We can't just have it be like, oh, he's back. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. You're right. Handle with delicate hands. Flash thirty one with Joshua Williamson, Neil Neil Gouge on the art, uh, Bloodwork. It says part two, but I know it's not. It's like three, right? Uh, 
Uh, or was that, fir- or was that first part not considered blood work? Whatever it is, we're three. Oh, I, th- I think the last one was blood work. I think this is two. Oh, it is okay. So the first one the was neg- just neg- like I, a, I think negative was it negativity was two, and so is blood work. So he he's still uh still negative flash. Oh yeah, definitely. It says the beginning of an unforgettable new chapter in Barry Allen's life. So this this is the penultimate act of this. So this this is the second to last issue of this arc. So hopefully, I mean. That's the thing. Flash on and off has been great. So I guess it depends how this ends and move on to the next thing. Like we're talking about, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's so predictable. Yeah. It's like, okay, I know what's going to happen. Maybe we're not. Maybe I'll get surprised. If it does surprise me, I will let you know. I'm not going to. I mean, I'm willing to let it surprise me. Yeah. I have enough faith that, you know, the arc could change. But so far, I've been confirmed that it's just predictable. That it's like, okay, he has internal demons. He's going to figure it out. Just the negative speed force. Be back to Barry Allen. Then we get to the next shit. So, Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps, 29. Robert Vanetti, Raphael Sandoval. Fall the Gods, part four. This has been... Uh, What's that noise? Is this an airplane flying over? Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a helicopter going over. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Well, I'll, I'll hear in a second then. Uh, me and Alex lived. No, we don't live together. Um, Follow the Gods Part 4. This has been a really fun arc. You know, actually, my most... Uh, what's the what's the word? The biggest surprise from this has been Rafael Sandoval. Like, it, this art's been amazing the last three issues. And I'm looking forward to this one. I'm really looking forward to him continuing on this book. And like, I, I prefer him. He's been, I mean, he's been great on and off when he's been doing these issues, but I think these specific ones, I'm like, this is my green lantern guy now for this book. I really actually prefer him over to Ethan Van Scriver. Who's like the main artist on this book. I'm not sure what you guys, what do you think about this arc? It's been good. Absolutely. It's fun incorporating the new gods into the, uh, Green Lantern universe, so it's fun. I would still hold Hal Jordan and the uh, Green Lantern Corps as by my number one DC book. That last was it two issues ago. We all, I mean, me and Alex at least uh, that was a ten, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been great. This issue, even like even in this issue, which is not contributing really that much to the main overall arcing story, is still like enough of character building for. Is it no? It's Kyle and uh, Hal that are on this uh, journey. Um, that it's really fun, and we like it. It's good. Hal Jordan, Justice League of America number fifteen. Steve Orlando, Felipe Wanabe, um, Crisis in the Microverse Part Four. Look who's back, baby! Ray Palmer, uh, uh, Garrett. This is look at look at witness the untold chapter in the DC Universe Rebirth mythology. This is going to add to that mythology we saw in that Rebirth. Are you excited? I'm too behind, but it's nice to see Ray Palmer's in there. Um, what leading up to see, like I'm on issue 14, I have to read still, but at the end of issue 13, I was like kind of bored. So worried that it's not going to be everything I thought it was leading up to, and then I might end up dropping it. But I'm hopeful those two issues will turn my thoughts on that around. Justice League Power Rangers six of six. It's finally ending the book where you need. They uh, at one point said they were going to put on hold indefinitely. Tom Taylor, Stephen Byrne, Power Rangers, and reclaim their power coins and control of the Zords. 
How's uh, Justice League Power Rangers been going? Good. Um, really good. You know, Alex, I, you I, even I, told me, like, last issue that you freaking loved it on no. our messenger. Yes, you did. I remember. You sure like, it wasn't the Go-Go Power Rangers? Because five no. was meh. You read four and five back-to-back of Justice League Power Rangers, and you're like, this is actually a really damn good book. Yeah, I don't think that, you have to find that and prove said. it to me. I'm not gonna, Marvin. You find it. I know you're good at that shit. I can't find it. <laughs> oh, but, so you uh, have no proof? Okay. I don't have because that didn't sound like me. Because I remember five, and I was like, "Really? This is." Here's the thing. I was gonna right, add then. this, uh, but this is so take it with a grain of salt because obviously, I mean, my my mind's like a, a steel trap. We know that. Uh, I was gonna say I do kind of remember that, Alex. That you said that, but I mean, we can look at it. You find that shit and show me so I can be reminded because I don't remember saying, oh, yeah, that was some good stuff. Alex, we and know, I want to tell we know, you when the book is good or bad. We know your steel trap's getting a little rusty. You don't know. Maybe you were uh, so blown away by it, but it went out of your head in two seconds. But anyways, John Byrne on art, amazing. I know he did a huge run of, like, Superman Yeah, uh, in the early, like, not too terribly long ago, but a couple of years ago. And I wish he would come back to more mainstream comics because his art is really pristine. Uh, Power Rangers Justice League, that's that mainstream? Seems mainstream. I, you mean like in the main continuity? Yeah, that's what I meant. It's like on a book where he's more like, because John Byrne, this is just six issues out of the year, not like every other week or anything like that. Uh, Commandy, challenge number nine. Tom King, Kevin Eastman, Freddie Williams. After the epic battle, which I need, I need to skip the last one, so I'm not sure. The epic battle among the animals of the last issue. Eisner Award nominated writer Tom King and legendary artist Kevin Eastman making his DC and Terry Art debut. Debut his first DC book that he didn't just do the cover. Weaves a suspenseful tale of Kamandi lost at sea, imprisoned among uh, Mirage. How do you say that? Kamandi devises a plan to escape. Will they ever see land again, or are they trapped in the vile vortex forever? Menagerie. Menagerie, okay. Uh, How was Kamandi? First off, are you looking forward to... I mean, we know we got an A-class, A-plus caliber team, but is the kind of uh, falling off the cliff, let's say, that's that's our go-to on this thing, because it's been their go-to. Wasn't the last issue where he's going to go fight that dragon or that hydra or that water monster? Yeah. yeah, and he's like basically about to fall into the water. Okay, yeah. I was like, I don't remember what this big battle was that happened. This is yeah. 9 of 12. Is is Are you excited going into 9 of 12, or are you just waiting for this thing to be over? I'm excited for this issue, personally. Yeah. I like Tom King and Kevin Eastman, one of the creators of Turtles. I'm excited for it. Kevin Eastman's your god, basically, in comics. So, I mean, this, this is like the issue that... I've had to wait nine issues to get to for me to be super excited for this book. Basically, this should be the issue that gives me enough flame into the end of the series. Um, I will like, I already know that I'll get issue 10 based off how good this issue is probably going to be. But if issue 10 doesn't pull it off, it's going to be so hard for me to stick that landing into 12. That's what I was going to say. I'm getting sick of this story. When Alex said that this is his issue, he's been waiting for this issue. If this doesn't knock it out of the park, Alex, it's like this whole thing is not really going to work. Well, I, say, I mean, yeah, if, if I'm not excited, like Garrett said, if this doesn't pull me through to 10, 
I'm just going to be done with this because that's just going to be a waste of 16 more dollars or 12 more dollars. I mean, me yeah. too. Uh, Tom King and Kevin Eastman are the reason I got this. I saw they were announced. They didn't, at first, when they announced all the teams, they didn't say what, what issues they were doing. So I was like, Tom King and Kevin Eastman, all right, I'm going to get this thing. And I saw all the people I liked along the way, Margaret Bennett, uh, you know, some other people, uh, Bill Willingham, stuff like that. But this was the one who was like, yes, I want this issue. And then they announced it was issue nine. I was like, well, it should be fun getting there. But it's been, like you said, it depends. There were like, what, two or, th- two or three really good issues. But out of nine, it's not enough. Yeah. I was like, when one third of the book is good, that's disappointing. Mother Panic. Number 11, this is Jody Hauser, Jim Kruger, Sean Crystal on art with Phil Hester. Uh, how's Mother Panic been going? You know, I still love this book. Like, it doesn't have Tommy Lee Edwards art anymore, but um, uh, I still think it picks up without skipping a beat. Uh, the main stories is consistent from issue one all the way through, and I don't know, it's just there's something about Mother Panic that's like just so badass i don't know like she has these huge like the fucking mittens look like hellboy's mittens except it's white and she beats the shit out of people like i don't know i'm just getting my fix of vigilante like fuck you because it's like it's fucking uh it's just badass that's all i can say alex you like are you still getting it no i dropped it a while back not you garrett i know you're getting it (laughs) Fuck you, Alex. Fuck you. I think at uh, seven or something, I dropped it. But it was one of those drops, which, I mean, it's the Marvin classic, uh, that I was just so far behind. I was like, I don't know if I would even like this still. Like, I am I would have to catch up. So, like, this one, like, it was it was in that period where I dropped this to sender uh, and then Aquaman, but then I picked up Aquaman again because of that art. But... Oh, are you not getting to sender anymore? I thought you had got, decided to get it back into it. No, I haven't got it for the last couple of issues. Oh, okay. Uh, Alex, you liking Mother Panic? I don't get it. Oh, you don't? I thought you did. I dropped it at six. Oh, okay. So we dropped it at the same time. Nightwing, the new order, number two. This is Kyle Higgins, Trevor McCarthy on art. Garrett, how's the Nightwing new order been going? I haven't read issue one yet. It's literally Whoa. the next. It's the next issue on my stack. So I, uh, I haven't read it yet, but it looks good. So that's all I can really say. All right, well. I guess we'll move on. I didn't, I didn't get issue one. I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't need it. So let me ask you I guys. Love, a, oh, I love that it's the Gates of Gotham team, though. Like that, like one of the writers, anyways, but the artist from Gates of Gotham. Like, I'm pumped. Uh, Garrett, let me ask you if you're pumped for this because I know you said you're getting these metal tie ins. Suicide Squad number 26 is a tie in. Are you going to get it? No, I'm more getting like the, the Batman tie ins. Like but it's the actual Gotham Resistance part three. You got the first two. See, that's my oh. thing. I'm actually, I think I'm going to get the Suicide Squad. It's um, Rob maybe Williams. I'll have to get it now. Rob Williams on art. Part three. Hey, look who's on the art. Sidejack from Aquaman. There you go. Rob Williams writing it. So at least it'll look nice. And that'll be the oh. very least. Well, fuck, I have to get it. So, <laughs> shit. Uh, they rope you in. Uh, Wonder Woman number 31. This is the uh, first issue from James Robinson, Carlos. I'm sorry, Carlos. How do you say that last name? Or Carlo, Carlo not even Carlos. Uh, Brian Hitch cover. Hey, he has time for covers. He's writing uh, Justice League. Um, Children of Gods, part one. Spinning out of the pages of Justice, excuse me, DC Universe Rebirth and Justice League Dark Side War. James Robinson comes on board to answer one of the biggest questions of the year. Who is Wonder Woman's brother? Now, 
I'm not sure if you two know, but there's been some controversy about this story online. People are wondering why a book about Wonder Woman all of a sudden they have to bring in her brother. Uh, you know what? It's uh, Azarello's run had a lot to do about her family, her God family. If that's what this is going to be, I'm cool. But I mean, James Robinson for me has always been hit or miss, and I hope this is a hit. I really want Wonder Woman to be a great book. It's been off and on a good book. Um, I'm hoping. What about you guys? I think if, like you said, Marvin, if it hits hints on the mythological brother being Hercules or Perseus or one of those other demigods, aces, I'm totally in with it. If it's going to make some other John Blow be a brother, I'm not going to be impressed. Yeah, just some random person just to have a brother. You know what I mean? You're right. If it has to do with that mythology, that that stuff that's been setting in for a while, that's been building up, then we're you know I'm good with that too. I kind of, for me, like, A, if this is a new arc with a new creative team, I want to see the fucking artist uh, doing the cover, not Brian Hitch, because I see Brian Hitch's Wonder Woman, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to get this. Like, I know, it doesn't look good at all. So I'm hoping, I'm going to look at the internal art, like, I plan on getting it, but I'm going to take a peeksie and see if it's up to code. I take a peek. I, I admit, I, I, I don't care what the art looks like for the most part. It's Wonder Woman. I'm going to get it. But I will, I'll get the first issue regardless of what the art looks like. But we'll see if I get 32. Yeah. Um, IDW Publishing. You know what I noticed? I was about to bring uh, uh, introduce TMNT, and I noticed I saw Saucer State number four of six, and I opened it up. It's Paul Cornell, Ryan, Ryan Kelly. Uh, this is a sequel to uh, Saucer uh, Country. I didn't know they. I got Sasha Country a while, like a long time ago, 2007, 2008. I didn't know they were doing another one. That's surprising. I was wondering where Paul Cornell went. Uh, Team and T, ongoing, number 74. Tom Waltz, Kevin Eastman. There's Kevin Eastman. Corey Smith on art. The Trial of Crane, part two. Alex, how's uh, Team and T going? Well, in, in uh, the last issue of the ongoing. The Turtles get sent on their mission to go through Dimension X to go find all the witnesses. So we read um, Dimension X in uh, August. And you know what? It, it has the option to be really good or it could be really shitty. Because I'm not a Krang fan. At least lately, it's not been anything worthwhile. You know what's sad is they had to make a whole side series for the Turtles to actually do shit in their own book. Every single time. <laughs> Once again, for like the fifteenth time, you guys just need to sit down, hashes out, get it all over with, so it doesn't come up every single forecast. <laughs> hey, don't hate me. Hate the turtles because they're not in their own book. Uh, guess also one. Uh, uh, he reads this also. He's been liking it though, hasn't he? I think last time I talked to him, he said he was liking it. We'll see. Uh, he, he says it hasn't been as great as it, ha- as it was. We need to bring him on, about. you on, and Alex on, and we got to talk team and T. That's what we got to do. So get that act together. Image Comics, here we go. Black Magic, number eight. This is Greg Rucka. Nicola Scott, Awakenings, part two. Um, I believe, if I my memory's uh, correct, uh, that issue seven was pretty great. Issue eight shouldn't be any different. I don't think Greg Rucka, Nicola Scott, amazing team. Alex, what do you think? Oh, I love those books so much. Um, you know, I read seven just a couple weeks ago. 
I don't remember what all really happened other than um, Alex, the other witch, is talking to um, Detective Black. And I don't, I don't know what this ran- – there's a random guy who's speaking German. I don't know if he's a witch hunter or what he is. He, uh, at the I beginning – focused a lot on him in issue yeah. seven. I believe he is a witch hunter because at the beginning he is uh, – <sighs> Is he burying or is he unburying something? I forgot. But he's I'm not. Uh, I, while he's doing it, he's saying, he's saying the Lord's Prayer in German. Uh, he's doing it. Well, so I assume that he's a man of religion, that he's against the witches. So that's why I took away from that. But I mean, the last issue, wasn't that one um, a flashback? Or was that six? Six was the flashback. Oh, okay. Yeah. I really, I mean, six and seven been great. I really look forward to it. I'm glad this book's back. Yep. Me too. Black Monday Murders number seven. This is Jonathan Hickman, Tom Coker, The Scales, Accounts Are Balanced, and Old Grudges Are Settled. Revenge is the order of the day. Uh, love this book so much. Are you guys looking forward to issue seven? Holy fuck, yes. Already my pick of the week. Like, I know it is. I just know. I've got one other book that beats this book this week for my preemptive pick of the week Southern Bullshitters. <laughs> fuck yourself <laughs> uh, every night the thing about black mm, Monday, I know that. <laughs> listen, listen to the actual show for the review because black money merch is something that would take in depth for us talking about it so on the forecast can't really like get into it but it really is like a deep book that like if you want a book that has like is worth 399 black money words is your is your uh your ticket crosswinds for gail simone cat stags uh, Garrett said he's been loving Crosswind. Is that correct? Yes, I love this book. Like, it's so much fun. Like, Cat Staggs as an uh, artist, such great art. I think it complements the story really well like, with how bloody things get. Or, uh, the, it's just very smooth throughout, and the writing. Like, I mean, obviously it's Gail Simone, so she knows what she's doing. But wow, the story is good. Alex, you've been getting crosswind too, right? Yep, yep. I, uh, I'm behind by one, but two was so good. Oh, man, Gail Simone knows how to write. You're going to love three. Three was better than yeah, two. Was awesome. I think so. Um, like two is the fallout of issue one, but three is like uh, they're like both starting to figure out like, okay, this is our fucking situation. Let's just run with it right now. And it's fucking, it's so good. Lazarus X plus 66, number three of six. This is Greg Rucka, Aaron Duran, Justin Greenwood, the artist of Stumptown, which was also a Greg Rucka book, actually, that I used to get. Loved his art. So here we go. This is uh, the third uh, mini, uh, or the third part of the mini that's been uh, between the gap of uh, Lazarus telling these uh, one-shot stories about these other characters. The first two, I mean, the one, well, number one was great. Number two was really good. I would imagine this is going to keep up the streak being a really good book. What do you, what do you think, Alex? Oh, I think so. I, I, mm, there's too many good things to say about this whole book. Just the idea of getting back information towards the already ongoing story, giving you some more, more knowledge that you want to have about all these other characters that aren't always the uh, ones in the forefront. So I'm excited for it. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you, Marvin. First issue was amazing. Second one was pretty good. Uh, this third one, um, 
I think it has potential to be another great issue. Um, these two, these characters, though, I wasn't like super jonesed about while reading the main Lazarus book. So we'll see if this will turn my jones around to digging these characters a little bit more. So you know, but I'm definitely excited for it. You know, something I like about these minis is because I really like those source books and also like his uh, uh, backup material, not backup. What do you call that? Back matter in the uh, regular issues. Mm-hmm. And mainly because it's like you can tell how much research Greg Rucka has done. And these prove to me also, he's also done research, but he's also fleshed out this world so much that we can have these side stories and there's a lot there. It's not just like telling a story to tell a story. It's like, no, this is an important part of this world you're like getting a view into. And so like, I mean, uh, we saw that they announced what the last issue was going to be about. And so like, um, which is like really important to the story. So if you do get Lazarus and you're missing out on this, like th- that's a mistake. Go back and get those three issues. I think it's a mini, but I think it's really essential to like what this story is going to be about. Agreed. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, we don't get this, but actually I like to mention it because every time it comes up, this is something I, I want to look into getting because I really want a fantasy book. What happened to Tooth and Nail? I'm uh, Tooth and Claw, Alex. It's gone. I don't know right, where it went. <laughs> okay. I knew it was supposed to be on a break, but I thought by now it would have shown back up. Okay. Well, if you're looking for a fantasy book, Rat Queens, uh, I've heard, is really great. There's a special out this week, special Orc Dave number one. So go ahead and get that one shot if you're looking for a fantasy book. Uh, so here we go. Saga number 47. One of my favorite books. This is Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples. Uh, that last issue was, I mean, that's this last like 10, let's say 10 issues. Amazing. Best. I mean, it's top five material, of course. Uh, Alex, you just recently caught up a saga, didn't you? Yes. Uh, you, how much are you looking forward to this issue? Oh, I. you know what? After you and I had talked about issue 46 on the show a couple weeks ago, and you had told me how, or explained it better to me, what had happened in the book, it was so well told. I'm so excited for issue 47. This really? Is, this is probably one of my favorite um, series of all time. Saga does a great thing about having really small and small in terms of like not action packed uh, emotional issues, which what the last one was. And then we get some crazy like out of this world action and also like comedy and like just a different like, you know, that side of the side of the world that's really creative. And I think that's what this issue is going to be about. And both sides work. It's not like an emotional issue works more than the other side. They both work and it fleshes out this world that's like crazy, but yet so grounded in how these characters act and feel that like I'm emotionally invested in the story about like some strange fucking characters. You know what I mean? (laughs) Some guy with a TV head and, uh, my, my favorite RIP, uh, spoilers a couple issues ago. My, uh, what, what was he like an otter? What was he? The little guy. Oh, um, Uh, shit. Curdy. He looked like a meerkat. Meerkat. That's what he is. Yeah. He was a meerkat, but even it's like, Oh, if you were to tell me, Hey, there's going to be a book that has a meerkat and also like the walrus and the seal uh, that were way back in the story. Like they're going to be in this book and, and I would be like, okay, well, they're going to be like fun side characters. But no, I really, you really invest in like every single person that's in this book. It's great. I love it. Uh, Southern Bastards number 18. Alex alluded to this earlier. Just as uh, Jason Aaron. Uh, oh, no, Jason Latour. Oh, yeah, Jason Latour in art, but also Chris Bruner, a new person, I think. I've never seen his name on this book before. Um, who know? Actually, you know what? Jason Tor, I mean, uh, Jason Aaron might not be writing this issue. He's not on the cover, but he's on the solicit. I'm not sure. 
Gutcheck Part 4, Roberta Tubbs, entire life has prepared for this moment, but how far is she willing to go to avenge her daddy? Oh, you're right, Alex. This might be pick of the week material. <laughs> she's there. She's got an AK-47. Is that AK-47? Looks she's, like it, yeah. She's ready to get some revenge. Fiona Staples is doing that variant cover. Oh, for Southern you know, I, I like both covers, but I would definitely go for that Latour cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, both of them are great. This has been a really, like, let let me, so we had, I just did that thing about Saga. This is, like, the total opposite. This is 100% grounded in, like, really deep south with some really rough, like, real uh, characters. And, like, I am, even though, like, ever since, what, it was issue four, Alex, were tubs? Yeah. Ever since yeah. issue four, like you were on the edge of your seat and you're scared for everybody involved in this book because they basically told you straight out the, the gate. Uh, nobody's a hero in this story and everybody is expendable. Like I, this is a really like scary and yet uh, it's fun in some way. It's fun to see evil people be evil, but also scary because it's like, it doesn't seem that far off from real life. But you know, when I when I read Boss, I see Boss as like a, a Doctor Doom where Boss doesn't think he's the bad guy. He's just a guy doing what he has to do. You're right. And I like, think that's what makes it even more scary, is just that it's a human doing the stuff. That he he wants he's doing it because he thinks he's right. You're right. I mean he doesn't see himself as a bad guy. And that other issue, he was like, I don't cheat at football. And the dude fucking kills people, but yet he has some sort of moral standing on like, I'm not going to cheat in football. And then he cheats on football because like he's pushed the edge and basically he's losing himself one by one. And like you said, like he thinks he's doing the right thing for this town. And it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's a very good examination of like what makes people bad, what makes people do bad things and how do good people survive in a world like that because we have this sheriff we have roberta things like that about and if our good listeners people. are like me they're looking for stakes and this book like i said issue four has stakes yeah this people is one die. of those, this is one of those books that uh i don't hear any that much many people talking about and people should be talking about this book especially if you love jason Aaron. this is the best, his best book i love this book marvel comics hey marvel Whoa, comics. what about spawn oh yeah i forgot i don't give a shit about spawn <laughs> i said for some reason i saw uh Alexander, and I was like, what's Alexander? I don't know what that is. Uh, Spawn, this is Spawn number uh, 278, right? Yep. Uh, 278, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, 278, Jason, Sean, Alexander, Daraj, Savage, Dark Horror, part three. Garrett, how's uh, your Spawn been going? Spawn's actually really good. It's taking place in uh, somewhere. I can't remember. It's either China or Tokyo, which is totally racist on my end. But Tokyo, uh, it it's I think it's Tokyo. Yeah, it says in Tokyo. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the artist on this, which is Alexander, uh, is very spooky and makes the rest of the story very eerie in nature. I mean, we're not really dealing with like the A story in Spawn. It's this is more like B story. Um, but it's still fun to see how Spawn handles like the monster of the week, basically, rather than focusing on all the shit that's falling down all around him. So, you know, I got it, the uh, the word that Wednesday Comics might be dressing up for their Halloween episode. What's the chances you come dressed as Spawn? Um, zero out of 
A billion. <laughs> uh, what? Actually, let me ask you a question about Spawn because we, you, you, you're the only person who reads this. So it never comes up on the show. This is the only time it ever comes up is on the forecast. Are you looking forward to that Todd McFarlane directed Spawn movie? Like he's directing it. He said, "Yeah, I'm okay. really looking forward to it because like he used to do the animated. Like he directed the animated uh, series that didn't last long, but that was really freaking great. You know, it's like." They premiered it on HBO, so it didn't really get any traction. Um, so I definitely, I mean, uh, A, he's the original creator of Spawn, so if anyone can handle it the best, hopefully it would be him. If he can't do it, then no one else can do that great a job. So, um, Yeah, it's just scary when the first director comes on board. Uh, yeah. That's not used to that kind of medium. Like Frank Miller did the spirit and uh, to disastrous results. but That's I mean, true. I mean, it could be good. You're like, you're right. He knows his material, um, or it could be bad. Who knows? Well, it has to be better than the Spawn movie that came out. Before, you don't like so. You don't like uh, John Leguizamo? No. Marvel Comics. Here we go. Uh, Marvel Comics. Welcome back. Uh, let's see if we we'll get anything from you this week. We are. It is called. Uh, oh, where is it? <laughs> Infamous Iron Man number twelve. Gotta go far down in the. What about before. Marvel Legacy? Oh, which one? Wait a- Oh, Captain oh, America? Sorry. Oh, no, yeah. Mer- oh, Legacy. Yeah, that's afterwards. Hold on a second. Oh, sm- you really are excited for Legacy. You're jumping the gun here. You are in that line. Don't lie to us. I forgot this fucking thing's on alphabetical order. Infamous Iron Man number 12. This is Brian Michael Bendis. Alex Maleev. The epic climax to one of the year's most critical acclaimed stories of the year. Hey, it is the last issue. Don't miss this very special issue as his events will have massive repercussions for the rest of the Marvel Universe. Um... This is the last issue. They got they Marvel likes these stealth miniseries. They don't tell you that's a miniseries until it's the last issue, and they're like last issue. But I mean, we've liked one through ten. Eleven, we thought, kind of jumped the shark. So like, is twelve gonna be enough to stick the landing, or do you think it's gonna be uh, shameful like ending to the story that we really love the first ten issues of? My guess is that. It's going to take a giant shit. I agree. There's no way the reveal at the end of 11, you can accomplish the fallout in one issue. There's no fucking way. Let me, let me throw this your way. What if he actually isn't, uh, Mephisto and he is <laughs> a scroll and like he's, he pretended he was a Mephisto. Does that win for you, Alex? If, if he's, if you know what, if he's a scroll in disguise, holy shit, my mind will be blown. And it'll be a, I'll give it an A plus plus. Um, I'm guessing it's not going to be. Why would it, Why would that give you an A plus plus if it's a fucking scroll? That's what Alex Dude, he said. I love Super Scroll. I want Bring that shit back. I want the maker. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it still might be a good ending, but it it didn't reach the potentials it could have. I at least in my mind. Uh, Marvel. Oh, go ahead. Were you gonna say something? Well, the only thing I imagine the end of it's gonna be. Um, Dr. Doom decides to be Dr. Doom instead of being Iron Man. You know, the way they were setting the series up, it seemed like Ultimate Reed Richards was going to be the villain in this story. That's what I mean. Not like, fucking Mephisto. Like, that's what's bullshit. It's like, there's no way... you. That's like one of those whodunits, and they throw in, like, the four-year-old girl did it. Because, like, they're like, huh, you didn't see that coming. That's, yeah, yeah, that exactly. They're like, hey, Mephisto is a nice twist. But it's like, well, that... The twist is not earned. You having the maker in it was earned. Like, I don't need a twist in everything. 
Right. This is just Secret Empire again, where the obvious fight should have happened, didn't happen, and now we're all, I'm still pissed about it, so. Uh, speaking of being pissed, $6, Marvel Legacy number one, five ninety nine. Here we go. This is Jason Aaron, Asad Rubik, Russell Dodderman, Chris Samney, Alec Malieve, Stuart Inman, Pepe Lores, uh, Jim Chang, Daniel Acuna, Greg Land, Eric, Ed McGinnis, Steve McNiven, covered by Joe Quesada. Everything starts here. Um, how much on a scale from one to 10 does this book excite you? One. And how much do you expect this book just to be previews for the upcoming uh, new initiative? Uh, Garrett, you first. So one being not excited, 10 being super excited? Yes. Four. What about how much you think? Is this actually going to be a legit full story of worth six bucks or is it going to be all previews? No, because you know it's bullshit. I mean, the whole internet's exploding about it. They're just going to be setting up that weekly event series. So, which they said they were going to have an event in 2017. It's like, yeah, your fucking Secret Empire went late, and now we're going to have three months without events while there's crossovers going on. <laughs> it's like, fuck you guys, whatever. Uh, Alex, what are you looking forward to this or not? Oh, I'm going to give I, honestly you for excitement. I'm honestly probably just getting it for the fact that it's got Jason Aaron in it or on it, and we're going to talk about it on the show. I and, actually, oh, go ahead. I'm gonna say preview. I'm, I'm guessing ninety percent of it's gonna be previews, maybe ten percent of an honest story. Most definitely, there's gonna be like one or two pages of previews. I mean, I named all those artists because they're all artists of upcoming new Marvel books. Um, but actually, if the Jason Aaron Exad Rubik part of it, I am like really excited for. But it's like excited for. I'm willing to be like, okay, let's wipe the slate clean. If you can sell me on this, you get this. You're gonna have this. If you can't sell me on this, I am gonna stick with like the four Marvel, Marvel books that are like the ones I know are guaranteed great. Hawkeye, you know, um, yeah. Cap, the new Captain America, Mark Waid series, things like that. But if you can't sell me on this, and I can see that this is just a marketing ploy, I think I'm. You know, I'm done. Like, I you can't keep telling me this is gonna change everything, and then it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least I fake mean, it for like two years. Like DC does that too. I, I'm not I'm not blinded by saying DC changes things. They don't, but at least they let it last for five years. Like New 52 is like five years. Like at least they let it last for a second. Right. Well, you just think about the quality of this. This is 50 pages. You have like 5 billion different artists on this book. You're charging six bucks. And like think about the Rebirth special. Two ninety nine. One artist, the entire issue one writer the entire issue and it actually mattered to the universe like i feel like this is just going to be yeah, secret wars into secret empire slash cloud 80 pages of brand new story that dc universe was rebirth yeah and yeah you're right i mean it's like i guarantee you said this is 50 pages it says yeah 50 pages for six dollars i guarantee you 32 is the jason aaron story and the rest is just previews for what's going to be happening yeah, you're going to bring Vision Boy back and it'll be like, oh shit, I wonder what this stuff's coming up in 2018 that you can get for $4.99 for the first issue. We'll see though. I mean, I'm going to give it like, I really want Marvel to be great again. So let's yeah. like, let prove to me that you can do it. Right. Like my expectations are low. Raise them. If you can raise <laughs> them. 
if we yeah if we we're reviewing, for, we're reviewing this for the show so like I'm on that show for all like 10 out of 10 this was amazing I think Marvel's done its job but if we get there and it's just another uh thing for us to complain to Mar- about Marvel about then it's like I think at least for me for a while I'm not gonna believe it anymore you know what I mean I'm not gonna give it a chance yeah um Mighty Thor 23 Jason Aaron speaking of uh no, Russell Donnerman, but this uh, Valero uh, Shitty, uh, Skitty, I don't know if you say his last name, Thor versus Thor, Ultimate Thor versus Jane. Uh, this is the continuation of the last arc. Um, I think I believe uh, we were okay with the last one. I liked it. I'm not sure. I forget. Yeah. Uh, the okay. last one, they were fighting on that fiery realm. Oh, yeah, I just didn't that, like the, the art. The only complaint we had was there's some weird coloring in it. Well, but. we'll see. I guess... <laughs> It's still the same artist, so hopefully it's uh, more clear. I think it's one of those things that Mighty Thor is one of those books. I'm I'm always open to see what's going to happen. Sometimes it leaves me happy. Sometimes I'm disappointed. So we'll see. Now the preview looks <laughs> good with the art. So yeah, I mean it looks like it could be good. Does this cover not fucking think that you're seeing an owl on the cover? Yes. Okay. I every time his beard is there, I think it's an owl. I'm like looking like eye. is that a fucking god owl? Like I don't get it. But never mind. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Alex, you're still getting Thanos, right? Thanos 11. Yep, I'm not. I'm one behind, but I'm still getting it. How's the book been? Jeff Lemire, uh, Jermaine uh, Paltier. That uh, issue seven was amazing. It was a fairly quiet issue. Great. Eight, nine, and ten. Pretty good. It's it's exciting to see Thanos be mortalized to an extent. So is, he still, is he still dying? Oh, yeah. But you know he's going to get his power. I mean, it's one of those things that you know he's going to get his power back. He's going to go beat the shit out of the Avengers, and they're going to beat the shit out of him. There's no end game for it, but it's still exciting. Do you think that Inhumans TV show ad still going to be on the cover of that book? <laughs> oh, uh, of course. When they release it? I just wish that they'd put that sound effect for him getting hit with the stick. Uh, that's Marvel Comics. Let's see what else we have here. Um, I know there's something down here for, that you guys get, right? This Mighty Marvel. Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 19. Garrett, how's, uh, how's uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers been? It's been so good. Like, the amount of Power Rangers I get in my life now is a lot more than I was getting, like, three years ago. I don't know. Now, yeah, that's probably true. So, I don't know. I'm happy about it. Uh, Gogo Power Rangers has been good. This book itself is like the main continuity book. And it's just fun seeing the Power Rangers basically at the best point during the Mighty Morphin Saga. So, uh, double thumbs up. XL Man of War number seven. I actually, I'm a couple behind us on this book, but Matt Kent, Clayton Crane, all new arc, all new jumping on point, Emperor part one. Uh, if you're looking for a sci-fi book, this is uh, my recommendation. And, and if you want something out of DC Marvel, that kind of thing, Valiant is a good place to jump on. So here you go. Exo Man of War Part 7. You can jump on Part 7. I mean, issue number 7. Um, on that list, Alex, what's the one you're looking forward to the most? I think you kind of tipped your hand earlier, but is this still the one? You know, I probably would say it's still Southern Bastards. And probably then Dark Magic. or um, Yeah, Dark Magic. I think those are my two most excited me, books for. You mean Black Magic? What did I say? Dark, Dark Magic. Magic. I don't know. It's late. I'm, <laughs> thinking, I'm thinking other stuff. Uh, 
Garrett, what are you looking forward to the most? 100% Black Monday Murders. Black Monday Murders, yes, here we go. Let's go. Uh, I will agree with that. That is uh, probably mine. If I had to pick another one, I would probably say Saga 47. Uh, Fiona Sapos, Brian K. Vaughn, been killing it. Last 10 issues. Um, Black Monday Murders also, though, like, like you said, Jonathan Hickman. Been amazing. Although those are really, this is going to be a great week of books. Like this is nice. Lazarus, Southern Masters, Black Magic, Saga. Even this Marvel Legacy, like it's at least I'm curious about it. You know what I mean? I'm not going into it being like, ah, oh, the Marvel Legacy. I'm be like, okay, let's see, like amaze me. You know what I mean? So it's going to be, uh, and then we have Detective Tim Drake's back. It's a good week. I'm going into Marvel Legacy like this is going to be fucking awful. <laughs> Alex, speaking of uh, good, is the weather going to be good or how is it going to be? You know, that weather is going to be pretty good. Uh, it's going to be some sunniness outside. Cool. You know what? It's fall. Leaves are falling. Surprise. Um, watch out for that Marvel. Uh, I believe there's going to be some shit in that rain that's coming down. Uh, DC's looking strong and sunny. Image, amazing, of course, like usual. Um, watch out for those turtles because they may not be showing up in their book, but you never know. <laughs> Garrett, how's the road to comic book? Well, news is there's some midnight releases going on, so you might not have to go as fast, but I would still get there at a decent time uh, using the traffic because uh, there's great stuff, but hopefully it's not all picked over. You never know until you get there, so don't let your uh, curiosity get the best of you. Get there. Figure it out. If you are at a midnight release, uh, good luck and uh, get your issue. Have fun. I mean, that's if you're into it, have fun at least. We have fun on those midnight releases. We just didn't feel like really like this one was for us. I mean, uh, yeah. but I mean, I, and also obviously we got to do the show. We got to do it for you. We're doing this for you. We're just sacrificing our midnight release. Um, so, you know, the forecast comes and goes, but comics are forever. Right, Alex? course i've been paper i meant to say i've been marvin (laughs) (laughs) i've been alex i'm garrett everyone stay cool and keep reading those books